Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find a written version of the roundup that has links to all the stories we're about to discuss. Let's go to the first one, Health of Black LGBT Californians. The California Healthcare Foundation shared highlights from a a report known as Listening to Black Californians, which had a lot of interesting content in it, um, including that uh, among Black California residents, um, 90% had health coverage and 83% had a regular provider. Nevertheless, and um, more relevant specifically to this podcast, um, 31% said that they had experienced poor treatment by a provider, but that number jumped to 43% among LGBT Black individuals. LGBT Black folks were also more likely to say that they had avoided care because of concern that they would be treated poorly. That was true for about one in four um, Black LGBT Californians. So definitely some, you know, concerning findings here. Um, And I think really goes to show that even though someone may have health coverage and may even have a regular provider, they may still be not getting what they really need from that if they're not comfortable going to that provider and talking to them about all aspects of their identity and their health and their needs. Now we're going to go from California to Canada with our next one, Buy Canadians Earn Less and Face Food Insecurity. The Canadian government published new data finding significant income disparities among LGB individuals. Overall, bisexual individuals made the least amount of money per year, about 39000 in Canadian dollars, compared with gay and lesbian individuals who made about 50000 and heterosexual individuals who made about 55000 Breaking things down further by gender, while lesbian and straight women made about the same as each other, heterosexual men made about $10,000 more a year than did gay men, and bisexual men and women uh, trailed all other groups. Sadly, but not surprisingly, based on that information, they also found that bisexual individuals were the most likely to be living in households that faced food insecurity, which of course we know is really important for health, um, but income in general, you know, in terms of being able to access services and, um, you know, support yourself, that this obviously has major health implications beyond just being upsetting from an overall equity and equality perspective. Next up. Disability more likely for trans folks. Futurity reported that transgender individuals have a 27% chance of having at least one disability by the age of 20 and a 39% chance of having the same by age 55, which is about twice the rate of cisgender individuals. The findings come from a study published in Health Affairs, which used data from the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System, or BRFIS as it's known. Um, This has given states the option to collect gender identity and sexual orientation uh, data since 2014. So at this point, we have a pretty good pool of states that have been electing to do this um, to look at a variety of health indicators therein. The study's author explained that this really reinforces the need to have access to trans-inclusive healthcare, and I think importantly here, you know, not just talking about gender-affirming care, but healthcare in general, because trans folks have a variety of um, health needs, just like anyone else, uh, and you know, in this case, um, with this particular finding, have a, a higher rate of need for you know care related to disabilities. So definitely um, an interesting study. Now our next story. 
Jon Stewart takes on anti-trans laws. Human Rights Campaign shared a segment produced by Jon Stewart addressing misinformation being spread about trans youth, just as many policymakers are seeking to limit their access to necessary care. Stewart points out that anti-trans legislation has increased 800% since 2018, by his count. Um, He spoke to parents of trans youth who have supported them through their journey and now find themselves being the target of some of these anti-trans bills, um, which, by the way, are are not science-based. The entire episode is available to stream for free, so if you want to check it out, uh, you can, again, go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org, and we have the link to it there. Next up, ask me anything, including about STIs. WebMD explored how and why Reddit became a go-to spot for individuals to learn about sexually transmitted infections or STIs, an option that they say may be especially popular for LGBT individuals given the discrimination that the community can face in accessing care through traditional avenues. The American Sexual Health Association recently began hosting conversations on Reddit to learn more about what people want to know and to test its STI public awareness campaign. Many experts weighed in in the article to support the idea of uh, healthcare providers engaging with folks in this type of online venue to provide information, although they also cautioned that testing is really important and can't be, um, unfortunately, conducted on Reddit or anywhere else online. Uh, And they pointed out that this is especially important for people who may have asymptomatic infections. In other words, it's one thing to to notice something physical and to go online to ask um, an expert or even to crowdsource an answer, which comes with its own risks. But if you have, um, you know, you're, you have an STI and you don't have any uh, symptoms for it, the only way to find that is by going and getting tested. So it's definitely um, some interesting ways to explore how to use this to get more information to more people rather than expecting the patients to come to you um, as a provider. But also, of course, as with all things, some limitations there as well. And now our final story of the week. LGBT businesses received less COVID-19 aid. USA Today reported that small businesses owned by LGBT individuals were less likely to receive COVID-19 relief funding, even though they were more likely to others than to have applied for such assistance. The findings are part of a report published by Movement Advancement Project that also found that LGBT-owned businesses were more negatively impacted overall by the pandemic and also have a harder time getting loans in general. So that's definitely something that would, of course, be exacerbated by the disparity in COVID-19 relief. Well, that brings to a close another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of these stories for yourself, and I hope you'll tune in next week for another edition.